welcome to another episode of Our Lawyer Made Us. Change the name. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, you get it. it. Our our podcast. I'm Kyra. That's Shay. Hello. We're black. black, So if I say nigga, don't freak out. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, we're here. Um, Today is going to be um, our second version of the allegations thing. Um, If you listen to our last episode, we were talking about the fact that we needed to change some stuff around. Like we made one, but it wasn't, it was, it was a lot. Like it was, it wasn't the best. And Shay was like hacking up along half of it. Yes. For two (laughs) hours. (laughs) And then last, like, was it last week or the week before I had like a a disgusting sinus infection. It was terrible. Um, and I, it was right after I said I was over the cold. It, I wasn't. <laughs> you never am. Um, but yeah, so we're back in commission. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about allegations. This is going to be a little bit more loose. It's not going to be an yes. info dump. Um, what we're going to do is because there's so many and so much to talk about, we want to actually like dive deep into all of them and mm-hmm. make sure we have all our ducks in a row because like the title is, we're not going to get sued. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we are going to um try to space it out make it not lighthearted per se because it's kind of a serious topic but we want to you know make sure it's not too dense and info dumpy mm-hmm. um so yeah um but yeah how have you been how you feeling how have I been? How am I feeling? No, <laughs> a lot has happened since I re- we recorded the last episode. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm living a lie. <laughs> I don't know life. how long a double life. I don't know how long I can keep up with it. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to bring it up or discuss it. Like, do you guys even care about my personal <laughs> life? She's living a double life. That's all you need to know. She's like yeah. Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't even know. Nobody listens to this podcast. Not no, that's not true. We do have people that listen to this podcast and we love you guys. A lot. We do. We do. Um but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um since she's living a double life, we won't out her double life, but we're just saying that she's a liar and lives a double life yes she's like hannah montana but she yes. doesn't lie to me right you don't lie to me do you no 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 you're my co-host i can't lie to you you won't lie to me no never good um how have you been i've been all right um i am practicing pole if you guys don't know i'm a pole dancer um and i set a pole up in my living room and after two years of practicing pole, I started a pole in 2021. Mm-hmm. I can do an inversion, which means I can go upside down and hold myself. And that took me so fucking <laughs> long. It did. I, I'm so crash mats are like $300. And instead of that, I've just been using couch cushions. See, but I was like... going to ask you why you didn't have one. Because <laughs> whenever you do that move, the inversion, I'm afraid that you're going to fall and crack your head. <laughs> My head is close. To the, the thing about inversions is that your head is close to the ground anyway. Okay. Like, okay. And your, your hands will break the ball. Okay, Actually, but no, 
One of the girls in my um, poll class, they called her mm-hmm. stitches because she was hanging upside down and hit her head and needed oh stitches. Oh, my God. Um, but, <laughs> but um, that's not going to happen to me. So, um, yeah, I use the couch cushion. But the thing is, like, when I swing around and, like, my head is never above the, the couch cushion. I think it's just, like, a mental thing for me to know that I'm okay because I can't flip okay. if the couch cushion isn't there. But right, even though right. my head is never above the couch cushion, it just makes me feel better. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm getting good at it. I'm getting swole. Um, yeah, you have, like, a dump truck now. <laughs> I got a wagon behind me. Yeah, a wagon, a whole wagon. You hear that, Joe? I hope he listens to this. <laughs> He's never going to. <laughs> um yeah I got that wagon behind me it's like it's crazy um I'm built like I have a BBL now so yeah you are before you DM me this is how I'm built (laughs) um but yeah I um so I've been doing that um so I don't know if I told you about this two things first of all I was trying to get tips for the um to do an inversion mm-hmm. and so I went to the pole dancing reddit and um <laughs> I was showing them like me trying and they were giving me tips on how to mm-hmm. do it and that, that helped me a lot actually mm-hmm. Good. and some bitch <laughs> yo some bitch got into the comments after I finally did it she was mm-hmm. like as someone with a body type like yours you must be so strong <laughs> like you're such a bitch you're a bitch like bro i i'm not like i am i'm small i am five for three and i wear size six in pants like i'm not she's acting like i'm gigantic even if i was (laughs) it's your body weight so either way you're pulling your body weight it has nothing to do with if you're fat or you're skinny it's Mm -hmm. you like you're pulling yourself so mm-hmm. I was just like everybody downvoted it, but I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> That's so mean!" <laughs> and then um, I put a video of me doing pull on the hinge on my hinge app um mm-hmm. profile, just to just to like we- like weed out weirdos. Yeah, because like um, mm-hmm. it says like two truths and a lie. So like mm-hmm. one of the so it was I went to Catholic school my whole life. Mm-hmm. I um I have a degree in clinical psych. And mm-hmm. peaches are my favorite fruit. That was the two fruits in the lie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, peaches is a lie because I am deathly allergic to peaches. <laughs> um, Pineapple, peaches, what's next? That's it. Okay. It's just weird. Um, so, yeah, I put that in. And some man messaged me and said, the Catholic school is one is definitely mm-hmm. true because look at you in the poll. I was like, oh bitch, I will fucking like I will punch you in your bird chest. Like, <laughs> I do this for fitness because I hate the gym. Like you <laughs> do not get to decide. Like I hate the whole like Catholic school girls are slutty mm-hmm. kind of trope. Mm-hmm. Like because even if I was, why would you say that to me? Do you think that's gonna get you like do you think that's gonna get your dick sucked? Do you think it's gonna get you fucked? Because it's not gonna happen. <laughs> It's not. It's just not happening. But um, yeah, that's basically it. I haven't really gone through anything lately. Um, Christmas is coming up. Yeah, I'm excited. I I know what I'm getting, so I'm excited. Well, you... well, I did get a surprise gift, so I'm excited for that. Ooh, but I'm surprise... also surprise gift from who? From my boyfriend. 
Aww. But, uh, but I am. <laughs> but I am excited about my puzzle. Like, my mom bought me this jigsaw puzzle map, mat where you can, like, fold it up and store the puzzle inside. And I went out and I went out today and bought myself a puzzle. It's like oh a, a little it's like a little cat laying down <laughs> on a pile of books. And I'm like so excited to build it. You know what I always wanted? What? I always wanted a puzzle that's one color, like a straight up black puzzle. Oh yes. Or yes. like a white puzzle, like just yes. one color. Like so you can drive yourself crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just always wanted to do it. I know that it would take me forever. Mm-hmm. Like, but I, I just wanted like a 500 piece all black puzzle. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about buying a um, the 1,000 pieces because I know that the 500 pieces will take me like two hours to build, and I want to challenge myself. So I'll see. A 500 piece all black one won't. Oh, true. I'll, I'll have to look for those. Maybe Amazon sells them. Amazon probably sells them. I, I got you a Christmas present. Oh yeah, where is it? <laughs> I'm going to give it well I'm not going to hand it to you but you're going to receive one Yeah, I feel like I should get you something as well well it's a thought that counts and I'm just I just have to be thoughtful okay <laughs> I'll have to get you something in return what about you are you excited for Christmas are you going back home I went to the Mariah Carey Christmas concert with my mom and my dad mm-hmm. and my uncle and his wife. It was so much fun. Um, Ariana Grande was there and so was Jennifer Hudson. That was cute. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And my dad hated it. Well, he didn't hate it, but like he didn't want to go. And my uncle mm-hmm. is his brother. So he, my mom wanted him to go. And mm-hmm. my dad like called him and he was like, I'll go to the concert if you go. But if you don't want to go, we could go mm-hmm. do something else. And he did and his wife was sitting next to him. And his <laughs> and my uncle was like, Yeah, man, I want to go to the concert. And my dad, like, you could see my dad's like the soul leaving my dad's eyes. He like did not want to go to that shit. <laughs> I love your dad. <laughs> my dad my dad is so real i think my dad's the reason i'm the real nigga i am today <laughs> he's <Probably>. so real <laughs> it's so funny you would love him if you met him like nihila loves him she thinks he's hilarious mm-hmm. he he's funny when he wants to be he made me mm-hmm. laugh in church a couple times because he's an oh, atheist yeah. my dad's an atheist and whenever they bring him to church he like has this like smug look on his face and I cannot sit next to him or around him or look at him because he'll make me laugh <laughs> and it just it just it, it's bad it gets bad um so yeah I love Christmas I'm such a Christmas bitch um I start playing the Mariah Carey vinyl on November mm-hmm. 1st I'm one of those I, I put up a Christmas tree in the middle of November like I don't play about Christmas mm-hmm. I don't care about the fucking Thanksgiving Thanksgiving's a meal with your family Thanksgiving is supper yes. <laughs> Christmas isn't Christmas is forever yeah um, it is so yeah um also I read your tarot cards yeah yeah you can talk about it because I've totally forgot <laughs> um yeah so I think I'm a medium it's like really you, you totally are I think I am and I hate talking about it because it makes me sound like crazy but but you're not there's many times where like people die and they like tell me things that like I wouldn't know like where 
things are in the kitchen or like mm -hmm. certain things that no one else has talked about um mm -hmm. and whenever I read tarot cards they're like really really accurate I need to start charging mm -hmm. for that shit I could make money off that oh, um, <laughs> like I was on the phone with you and I read a tarot and I mm -hmm. didn't expect it to be accurate but it was neither it's did so I weird. honestly so I, I had little hope <laughs> <laughs> you never have hope in me but now I do yeah thanks took you long enough <laughs> um but yeah um so that's what that's what's been going on so what else yeah we didn't do you have any more updates i will say that uh you guys know i hit the gym and i hit a new record i can uh i can bench press like 20 15 now and that's about it Oh, but I thought you were gonna be like, I can bench press two hundred. I was like, damn, no. girl. God no. <laughs> bench press, <laughs> bench press fifty. <laughs> bench press one fifty. Maybe one day, but I I need to get in touch with some uh, of the roided roided boys in the gym. I don't know any yet. Don't get on roids, girl. I met a remember when I met a bodybuilder girl in the yes. club. Yes. Yes. She looked like Dua Lipa, and she was swole. <laughs> she had a she boot. Was. She had a boot on at the club, like a boot when you <laughs> when you injure your foot, and she uh -huh. was at the club. I was like, <sighs> chaotic. I've, I'm always in some kind of chaotic mess. But um, yeah, I'm so happy for you. Please don't Thank take steroids. They'll make your heart stop or make you very angry. You're already okay. moody. So <laughs> you don't need any more moods. You hear that guy? She's trying to get me on meds just like her. Then I'll lose my entire personality and become a different person. Maybe a shell of who I am now. <laughs> no, maybe like there might be things that you have to have refined and some things that you might have to look into. Not necessarily medication, but you know... <laughs> <laughs> might have to not all coping mechanisms are healthy so wow so. <laughs> okay can we start the episode now yes so warp tour that's what we talk about all the time warps tour that's how pop punk got so big that's like mm -hmm. where they got recognition they were doing goddamn 15 dollar tickets to see like 60 <laughs> bands like it was ridiculous so I think that when we start talking about allegations and stuff like that, Warp Tour is going to be mentioned a lot mm -hmm. because allegedly some some things happened on Warp Tour, and there are a lot of allegations that start at Warp Tour because it was so accessible mm -hmm. for fans. So, really, how do you even explain what Warp Tour is? Like, how are we even going to start? How would you explain Warp Tour? Warp Tour is is it like a how do you say it Lollapalooza right it's like a music it's a, festival it's a yeah. music festival they basically travel around the country and you go there for one day and you see like what 60 bands in yeah, one they day have, they have in multiple the stages yeah in the scorching summer heat with no parents they, your parents with just no drop parents. you off <laughs> yeah no <laughs> parents no supervision it's just you a teenager in a crowd of teenagers either, Teenagers uh -huh. selling merch, teenagers uh -huh. directing the lines. Slave labor. Slave labor. 
child labor laws you know <laughs> who cares about those um but yeah it was kind of like you could do whatever you want mm-hmm. for however long you wanted to um last night shay and i sat and we watched this excruciatingly boring interview with kevin lyman <laughs> bless his heart <laughs> kevin yes, lyman bless his heart bless his heart <laughs> Isn't that like a um passive aggressive southern yes, thing people it say? Yes, Bless it your is. heart. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, Kevin Lyman, um, he talks about how work tour started. We can put it in if you want to like mm-hmm. if you need to something to go to sleep to. Um <laughs> so we sat down and we watched it and he talked about how he basically got it together. Mm-hmm. So he was one of those like capitalist music guys and basically he wanted to do a music festival for Mm -hmm. like the whole like alternative scene so he got like bands like no doubt um stuff like that Mm -hmm. there were other bands that were on it um Mm -hmm. the used was there like bands like that and it helped them blow up because they were cheap tickets and if Mm -hmm. you could if you as a frontman or a band could control a crowd and get attention that's how your name would be out there so it wasn't really like they were getting paid um a copious amounts of money but they were getting the recognition exposure exposure recognition and that's how these people got on covers of magazines that's how people got like these sold out sold out tour dates and people Mm -hmm. were buying their albums and they were making so much money off of merch because this is how people were getting exposed. So when we're talking about like the this like teenage girl fandom, 14-year-old girl screaming, crying, grabbing mm-hmm. at your shirt, that's where it all really started, right? So yeah. I think Warp Tour is what gave people the access to be mm-hmm. around these people. That's what made people so enthralled in them because they would just you know be so attached to the fans Mm -hmm. and that's good in some senses of it but without the proper supervision there's a lot of things that could happen Mm -hmm. so yeah also i just want to mention the interview again that dude was like writing his dick so hard like dude come on the dick writing it was insane so really um, if you listen to this podcast at all, you know I have smoke for Kevin Lyman. You know I, I have I don't like that man. Um I said he was one of the heads on Mount Dickmore, along with Andy Tate <laughs> and um Logan Paul and Hunter Moore. Um I think his enableism and his willingness to turn a blind eye to a lot of these things. He said in his own interview that he was wrong and deserved some of the smoke he got. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of these things were overlooked because these people were bringing him money. And yep. he would just send people away for like a day or two and have them come back. And he wouldn't even really look into things. He was like, oh, I think everyone deserves due process. And that's true. Everyone is entitled to due process, right? Mm-hmm. But when there are children involved fuck no you know what i'm saying um, most of the people 
who went to work tour for for children under he said he said the the age range was like 15 to 19 or some shit Mm -hmm. like that so it's not like you're having like these people who can think for themselves and think independently at the show and if people are saying things like that due process is valid but those are things you have to keep in mind like don't you Mm want to make sure the people going to your tour and going to the events that you're hosting are like safe aren't don't you want to make sure people are safe no you want to make sure you're making money honestly it's like like you say that now and he also mentioned that he used to bring his daughter on a tour as well yeah but you know he kept his eye on her probably most likely i hope so but yeah i just felt like that was so the way he just downplayed everything that happened yeah. on that tour yeah, and he, he was like yes yeah, so, some people were accused of things that they may mm-hmm. or may not have done maybe he signed an nda right i think he did he might have he sounded like he signed he an nda <laughs> he might have yeah but um i think that with when with that comes compliance right like mm-hmm if you're willing to just sign off an NDA so that your tour is good and this band's clean and everybody, mm-hmm. you could just say due process, like that's not cool. Certain people should not be allowed to headline things I because, agree. especially something like Warped Horror, that's just allowing, even if that person, let's say the person who is headlining, mm-hmm. let's say my band is called the. <laughs> let's make up a band name the the psyduck twins right <laughs> let's say psyduck twins like i'm the lead singer i got accused of like punching a kid in the face mm-hmm. let's say i didn't actually punch that kid in the face uh, smaller people are gonna look at that look at psyduck twins and say yo like the lead singer punched a kid in the face and she still gets a play mm-hmm. so i can kick a kid in the stomach let me do that yeah, it just sets a standard of we can What's do what allowed. we want. Yeah, we can do what we want, and maybe we'll get kicked off for a day or two and come back. Because he he would just be like, "Hey, maybe you just need a timeout. You don't. You're not coming to the show. Come back in a couple couple mm-hmm. of days." And it's just like, no, that's not how that works. And the people that he actually had smoke for, the people he actually talked about, were people who got in the way of his um his sponsorships his monetary success his monetary success but he never talked about the safety of children and the safety of the people that were going to this tour he was just talking about oh these sponsors are giving you money these sponsors are giving you food these sponsors are allowing you to be here so don't disrespect the the sponsors if you think i'm such a capitalist then maybe you need to think about other things and i'm like no that's literally not how that works and i'm pretty sure that's what these bands were protesting and saying because they didn't want they didn't give a fuck about the money and like yeah these people are fucking giving us food but with the $300 a day we're making maybe we could just like pull our money together and get some chicken nuggets <laughs> like you know what I mean because <laughs> these guys are poverty stricken they are <laughs> I mean like I said in the previous recording he doesn't care he just wants money he would do anything to cover up the allegations and when the tour started Social media didn't even exist. So who knows, like, like the worst things that happened. Because right now we only know about, like, a handful of people. Yeah. 
I feel like we only know about like 10%. Yeah. And I don't know if other people were paid money or people are just too scared to come up. But I feel like where there's smoke, there's fire. You know what I mean? And Kevin Lyman was saying that he was getting death threats and people were like messaging him. And I I kind of know. I kind of wish I was around for that train just so I can witness it. I don't think I I'm not like a death threat kind of bitch Mm -hmm. I talked about this previously like I would like trip him or like pull his like pull the seat underneath him when he's trying to sit down with his old rickety crickety (laughs) ass but I wouldn't like I wouldn't like threaten to kill the guy I would just like ruin his day so Uh, I'm sorry I'm I'm a bit more extreme but (laughs) knock the coffee out his hands oh I'm so sorry you know (laughs) But, um, yeah, he was saying people are giving him death threats, people are coming at him, as they should, because if, like, he literally didn't care about any of these things. No. He just wanted money. Money, money, And that's money, so money. upsetting. And then he's saying, like, oh, the tour could never come back because he wouldn't make money. Yep. There's not that same kind of, like, fan base there used to be for the bands, because we were the <laughs> fan base. Because you allowed us to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, even stand culture isn't the same way it used to be. No, it's not. It's not. Definitely not. It's not. <laughs> and it's it's just like things change. And I'm kind of happy they do. Yeah, honestly, for this instance, things have changed for the better. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Because even if, like, when you think about when we were young fest, all the people there are our age or yeah. older. So it's not yeah. like they're teenagers that are dying to go there. Mm-hmm. It's like these people have like tiered packages. It's like fucking Coachella apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I would go. It sounds like a mess, honestly. But who knows? <laughs> I thought it was going to be a mess last year, but it turned out being fine. Yeah, thought- it, actually, it actually went well. Yeah, it went well lot this year too, apparently. So hmm. there's also another one happening next year and they have plans yeah. for it. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to Las Vegas. I'm sorry. <laughs> um but I think that when you think about the way that he made money off the back of like children and their parents, mm-hmm. it's just so upsetting. Like he even mentioned there was a summer during like the the economic crisis like 2008-2009 he did like a you buy a ticket and the parents come free oh yeah and he was like oh yeah like adults are probably finding kids at the at the gas station and coming with them and I was like why would you joke about that (laughs) like what the fuck is wrong with you bro the fuck is wrong with you brother the man did not (laughs) care he did and then the interview guy was like, ha, 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 ha. You're just the greatest Kevin Lyman. You, so do it. you do so much. You do so much charity. You do so good. Good. And it's like, yeah, you sold I Heart Boobies bands. Rubber you know bands, what? You know what? Hold on. You know what Kevin Lyman reminded me in that inter- interview of this British TV personality who used to diddle kids, but he would also like donate large amounts of money to orphanages and stuff like that, sort of like feel less guilty. So when, in the interview, when Kevin Lyman in, uh, mentioned how he he allowed like mental health services on the tour and all of this, mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of this British dude. I totally forgot his name, but it's like I think he's like 
Maybe a part of him does feel guilty and he thinks by doing good, he can be redeemed. I think it's a tax write-off. Yeah, honestly. A yeah. lot of like I believe when you do charity and donation, <laughs> mm-hmm. you don't have to pay taxes on those donations you don't. or that charity. No. So I think he's like avoiding taxes through that. And that's what I think personally. That's that's not saying that he is, but that's what it seems to be. Oh, he definitely is. Because like that's all it is. Mm -hmm. And it's great that these charities are like coming and like showing Mm -hmm. support. Like there's nothing wrong with charities, but I do feel like it's disingenuous. It is. But yeah, like I I don't like that man. I really don't. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like he's just so money driven he even teaches classes at F- oh yeah at usc now like mm-hmm. he teaches people how to be money producer moguls and start their own festivals and honestly if i got i would have been on rate my professors even though i didn't have his class and i would have been like lighting his ass up i kind of i should have gone on rate my professors and seen what these kids were saying about him that shit would have been funny i'd be should the we ba- go now? I'd, be, I'd be the worst student i'd be like heckling him and throwing things at him in the back I'm interested to see what the students say about him. They probably worship him too. Who knows? I'm looking it up right now. Okay. He doesn't have any ratings. No one's rated him. Who knows what he was saying in their classroom? Yeah. So I think that this is just a cautionary tale. And this is why I like to start with what is Warped Tour and who had Warped Tour, who is Warped Tour. Because we have to really think about these things. There are some articles that talk about how he downplayed the sexual misconduct. Yes. Um, and if you want to get into those, um, by all means, go ahead. I think we should. Our author. Okay. It, this, this is an article from uprocks.com, and it's called Bands Warped Tour Founder Says Sexual Harassment is Part of the Culture, but Didn't Happen on His Tour. And it was written by Philip Cosores, and it was published in November 17, 2017. So the article basically states what Warped Tour is, and we already went over that. It also mentions that um, one of the most major controversies on the tour was um, the band Slaves and French Borstep. If you guys don't know, the band Slaves used to be led by, um, oh my God. Johnny Craig. Yes, Johnny Craig. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Craig. And the front porch step, he also has some sexual assault allegations that we will go into later in the episode. But on an interview with uh, Billboard, I'm going to start quoting the the article now. It says, uh, in an interview with Billboard, Vance War Tour founder Kevin Lyman gave a sprawling interview about the history of the festival. But when the conversation steered toward the controversies of the festival, he seemed to think that the event had done a great job at policing itself and didn't need the help of outsiders. Writing off sexual harassment simply as, quote, part of the culture. Okay, I'll start with his response. And here's the full quote. It says, well, that sexual harassment didn't happen on Warped Tour. If you go through every one of those stories, it didn't happen on Warped Tour. The Johnny Craig thing did happen on Warped Tour, and I addressed it the same way. We sent him away. And oh then all God. of a sudden... That exactly. statement pisses me off. Because you start with, 
and none of these things happen on war tour except this and that and then we send him away that's all he does he just sends people away they talk about it and say like hey what do you want to do not instead of look at what the fuck you did bye Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. he knew that these bands were bringing in money so he didn't really fucking care and that drives me berserk (laughs) it gets my it gets gets my blood boiling And Shay did not understand why I hated this man so much. And then no, until until I started reading all these articles, until you brought it out to me, and I was like, "Damn, what a fucking weirdo!" Yeah. <laughs> and then he continues. He continues. We send him away, and then all of a sudden, I've got I gotta have town hall meetings with it. But if you really go through all that stuff, things happen prior to the tour or things. It's part of the culture. And I hate when he says that. I hate it so much. It drives me insane because, okay, so it's It okay shouldn't be part to, of his horse. It shouldn't be this is part of the culture. It shouldn't be a part of it. And that's what bothers no, me. Not like, at all. We, like, I get that it was different times and culture mm-hmm. was different. There was no me too. Mm-hmm. But to say that the things that we're going to get into are part of the culture is absurd and for you to say that means that you're complicit in that that means you think that's okay you think that's normal and it's not normal especially with the crowd that you are bringing in Mm -hmm. it's just so wrong and it's so upsetting and there's no reason that things like that should have been prolonged even if that shit happened off the tour and things happened prior to tour you should be doing background checks on motherfuckers especially if you know children are going to be there you can't just have people exposed to people like that even if my thing is even if there's an allegation against somebody whether or not i believe it the fact that that's out mm-hmm. there i would never have my children around that person you know what i'm saying yeah just because there's a possibility of that is bad for my brand i personally couldn't have children around that person knowing that there's a chance that they might be doing things like this you know what i'm saying yes like due process is fine but your name being tied into any of that shit is not something that i would want to be affiliated with but he doesn't give a damn that nigga don't give a shit of course not um, he continues with warp tour. The thing is, it's funny because the way we used to deal with any problem was if we found out an artist was disrespecting a woman, they would usually brought usually brought back behind a tour bus by some people on tour and giving a few options in life. Your life was not being threatened, but you were educated out there. I roll, I roll, I can't. <laughs> oh my god. This is just so funny to me. Because I feel like the fact that you even have to have these conversations with people is the issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't even have to have that conversation with somebody. You should just know that it's wrong. And if people, like, why don't we have rules before we get there? Why don't we have, like, when you're signing people... And saying these people can come to the tour, I'm pretty sure there's paperwork that goes into that. You don't just show up. And if they do, that's crazy. But part of the things they have to agree to has to be that if things like this go on or you're affiliated with something like that, you're off the tour. 
But doing things like that would mean that a lot of people would have been off the tour and he wouldn't be making mm -hmm. any money. He So just wants money. He he doesn't just wants care. his, he just wants his bread. And it kind of sucks because you don't want that. Like if I, if this is a tour where I can drop my children off at, I want to assume that my children are in the right place. But a lot of like, I don't know, it was a, it was a different time. And I think a lot of people weren't expecting that. Now that literally can never happen ever, especially Mm -hmm. because these things are out there in the open before, like, oh, we're going to have to talk about Blood on the dance floor one day. No, please, no. <laughs> you know, you know, it's like, yeah, it was a different time because even if they they signed all these paperwork saying that they shouldn't be doing this stuff, let's say they did. Kevin will still have their backs. Kevin will cover it all up. He would make it all go away. They're not going to stop. Like, it's, I, I hate men. I, I, <laughs> Yeah. he let this go on for so long. God knows what he knows. He probably heard so much stuff Yeah. and He would didn't not make do a anything. peep. He Yeah. did not make a peep. He Yeah. said, they, everybody's entitled to due process. Next subject. I was like, wow. So you knew. You know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. He You knows. know. He knows. I want someone to write a tell-all. And I would Yes. read every page. <gasps> yes. I need it so bad. Me and Shay would get together and just read it to Book each other. club. Book club. <laughs> okay. And Lyman continues with, there's an, there's artists that come to me and go, you know what? I was young. I didn't know I was offending the women. I didn't know that until one of the bands that I respected growing up pulled me aside and told me, this is unacceptable. <laughs> it's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. These people were adults. Exactly. Like, at the youngest, let's say they were on Warped Tour when they were 16, 17. Mm hmm At the youngest. You should know that you can't do shit like that at that age. You know what I'm saying? Like, who raised Mm hmm you? Were you raised by fucking wolves? What is wrong with you? But, yeah. So, He that's where it started. He... mm -hmm. downplays everything yeah and any article you find he's like oh yeah I probably shouldn't have said that but you know I could see why people came for me but they shouldn't have threatened my family <laughs> and I, I don't think you should threaten people's family you should not dox people No, you shouldn't send you shouldn't send death threats to people that's wrong but he knows he's wrong and he knows that's why people are coming at him and he refuses to speak up because if he does he'll probably get sued Do you have anything else you wanted to read about him? Yes, there's one more. Hold on. Okay, let me read this part. Um, after that quote, he just talks about how the he's basically talking about how the French sports stuff was allowed on tour. And then he invited uh, an organization called A Voice for the Innocent to come on the tour so they could help all the, all the kids year round, whatever. Anyways, there's another quote that I want to read and I'm going to give you some context. It starts with, and I quote, it's easy to see the problem in this. as dealing with sexual harassment behind closed doors and without tangible repercussions, neither protects women from possible harm nor allows professional consequences for the artist's actions. It can be said that social media at least allows for fans to make up their own minds when they see accusations being flung at someone. 
But Lyman bemoaned the use of social media to lock complaints. Instead, asserting that he should be the one that people are coming to with accusations. And here's what he's going to say. And I quote, it was a few years ago when I when I would read something an artist posted online while they were on tour with us without coming and discussing discussing it with me first. I thought I at least should have the respect at this point of an artist. The times had changed. Where an artist would come and talk to me about something they didn't like or something I was doing that they didn't agree with, not read about it when I wake up on the bus in the morning on their Twitter account. So again, I think this, I, I think this confirms. get exposed. Yes, yes. And it also confirms that these suits were coming to him to, so he could offer them protection. Yeah. All of them were. He knows, he knows what he did is wrong, clearly. Yeah. And he wants and to be in control of the situation. But once yeah. social media got involved, he didn't have control anymore. Control anymore. Yep. What a bozo. Loser. Loser. So there is a an article from Billboard written by Daniel Basher. Basher? Basher. Um, that's called Embattled Pop Punk Artist Jake McElfresh on Underage Sexting Allegations. I'm not a pedophile. I'm not a rapist. Um, when Jake McElfresh, emo singer-songwriter from front porch step took to the Vans Warped Tour acoustic basement stage on July 1st for an unannounced performance hecklers greeted him go rape oh my god some little girls <laughs> someone shouted in the fairgrounds national audience F you asshole yelled another voice and seven security guards stood watch oh my god okay so did you did you ever listen to French Porch French yes. Step? Yes. I had no when, idea who they were. When 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 it's only one guy. So when he first came out, like when he first got big, that's when I knew about him. Yeah, I had no idea who this was. But I didn't know about the allegations or anything that he did until the XL sheet came out and yeah. stated what he did. That's when I found and out. And we're gonna link the XL sheet. Yes, we too, are. So you can look at that at your leisure because it's ex- it's extensive it's mm-hmm. exhaustive um but apparently he um started playing people called him a rapist and there were 13,000 signatures on change.org petition protesting the pop punk mm-hmm. festival um and this was in 2014 so this was mm-hmm. before things got bad but Mm -hmm. apparently since october 2014 multiple accusations have surfaced online involving the 23 year old artist suggestive communication with underage girls lascivious texts and social media conversations multiple voice recordings and explicit photos of miguel fresh including one allegedly of his genitals were posted on a personal tumblr accounts and message boards by young women some identifying themselves other anonymous in at least four different states. Damn. One of the girls reports texting McAlfresh naked photos when she was 16. At least 50 notes, at least 50 nudes a day. 50. She, claim, she claims in a December 2014 Tumblr confessional at his 50. Request. I'm 50 sorry. 50 a day? 50. That's a lot. 
That's in- an insane amount. Um, Miguel Fresh is a national superstar. Front Porch Step debut LP 2013 Aware only sold 23,000 copies. According to Nielsen Music, but what the acoustic punk artists lacked in sales, he made up in devotion. In less than two years, the former hardcore kid built a cult fan base by writing emotionally blunt lyrics about love and loss and rejection. Song titled Island of the Misfit Boy and Private Tears in Public Places are emblematic of his tone. Just the kind of romantically angsty soliloquies that attract teenage girls who can't wait to get tattoos. <laughs> so, long story short, um, there were a lot of accusations about him, and there was a 13,000change.org petition. 13,000 people signed a petition and said, do not let this man on the tour. And Kevin Mottleman let him on anyways. According to um, BuzzFeed, they also have a um, link to his tweet or X post, as it is now, from 2014. He said, at that pop punk guy, as always, if I can get proof, I would look into it. And if it is true, I will take appropriate action. Email Kevin Warp to AOL. AOL. And then... AOL. In 2014. In 2014 AOL. People still have like rocket mail and hotmail. You'd be surprised. Um, Lyman told the alternative press on Wednesday that he was aware of the rumors around McElfresh, but allowed him to play a set at the urging um, of McElfresh's therapist. McElfresh was not paid for the performance. So! What? So! Okay, so quoting, um, he told, so quoting, he was only supposed to be here long enough to play his show. Lyman told AP, but the weather today has been putting us behind schedule. He wasn't added to the tour, so those claims that he was added to sell tickets are completely groundless. Lyman also said only two security guards were near the stage, not five, as Alt Press had reported earlier. Lyman was also stressed that because McAlfresh had still been formally charged with misconduct, he agreed to have him perform. If he had a legitimate danger to anyone, he simply would not have been here. Um, as okay, I just want to say, I just want to say that McAlfresh therapist is he one of those therapists that only Lyman knows, where he sends people yeah. off to when they commit a crime, allegedly, allegedly, an alleged crime. An alleged crime. Um, yeah, so my therapist told me that I actually need to get $100 worth of makeup at Sephora. So this is my doctor's note. Can I just pick these things off the shelf, please? Um, my doctor said I could get some Prada boots. Can I just go get those? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, this is, the, this is the shit I'm talking about. This is ridiculous. He had a fucking doctor's note, so that meant he could go on stage. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It absolved him of all his alleged crimes. It's okay. He can play, guys. It's okay. So a Twitter person, um, at Pilot Bacon, Kevin Lyman is a lying sack of shit who doesn't care about women, especially teenage girls, and we shouldn't support him or his tour. Um, Someone else, Dad's 
2001 on X said, I will no longer be attending Warp Tour because Front Porch Step will be there after everyone was told he wouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of people saying they're disgusted in this, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they have every right to feel that way because it is fucked. Like, you should not be allowing things like this, especially if you know this tour is full of teenage girls. You know what I mean? Oh my god. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. it's going down in the DMs. Yes. These girls are sending him 50 pictures a day, allegedly. And you know that. And even if it is a rumor, multiple girls have said this. And in you're allowing states. him there. In multiple states. And you're allowing it. And it's like, oh, I'm not doing it for money. So you're doing it for free? Nobody's getting anything out of it. Except for mm -hmm. him and his therapist. God bless his heart. Well, <laughs> yeah. Bless his heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, so... He's just like, there's just ridiculous things. So um, there's a an article by Krang that said, here's what really caused the downfall of Warped mm. Tour. So to, um, I guess to um, condense this, because this is going a bit long and we do have yes. other things to cover. <laughs> so to um, paraphrase it, Kevin was basically saying that people were refusing to go on the tour and people were refusing to come on tour because there were rapists allegedly that were still assigned to go like uh, people that we are going to mention later um and there were people who just didn't want to tour with other mm -hmm. bands and they didn't want to be associated with that same tour so for example and i quote from this Kerrang article People would come to me on Warp Tour and say, well, I don't want to be on Warp Tour because Attila are on Warp Tour. He continues, have you met the guys in Attila? We're not here to judge others' music. The fans will judge others' music. Attila brings people. Do I personally run around screaming, suck my fuck? No. Do you? No. But... They're good musicians, and they're not bad people. I've never seen them do a bad thing to someone. And he also goes on to say, every year, I'd send offers and just, we don't want to tour with these bands. We don't want to be Warped-esque bands, sighs Lyman. And it's like, dude, Warped-esque bands, you mean Bad Religion, A Day to Remember, Paramoy? It got very frustrating. So, obviously... It's also on a podcast episode, so if you want to listen to this podcast, you can. But I think a lot of the things were that were happening is people stopped going because mm -hmm. they found out what was really going on behind closed doors. Yeah, bands weren't coming because they like if you listen to band interviews, they talk about how gross it is. They have to go yeah. to the bathroom and porter potties. It's hot. People are getting heat stroke. It's a mess. It's like crowded. There's little girls everywhere. There's mm -hmm. not, like, really too much freedom yeah. for them to do what they want. And at the end of the day, it's, like, a lawless place. Like, you can't compare that to Lollapalooza. You can't True. compare it to other things. Because that level of, like, organization and polish mm -hmm. isn't there. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, like, it's, like, super low budget. And they're not being paid enough for it. Yeah. Like, he was saying 500. He was saying they were getting paid, like, 500 a show, right? Mm -hmm. 500 a show let's do the math so let's say 
four people are in the band. So that's 500 among four people, right? Then we're taking into account the crew. So the crew could be like tour manager, assistant merch. tour manager, merch, guitar tech, sound guy, yeah, sound guy, lights guy, um, audio engineer. Mm -hmm. Like we we are going through all these people, right? So mm -hmm. let's say on this tour bus there's fifty there's fifteen people, and they have to go through five hundred dollars a day. It's not feasible. You can't it's live not. off that. And they have to sell merch too. And it's not like these, like, yeah, they might buy a t-shirt or something, but these kids don't have like enough money to cover that merch. Yeah. And they're taking a hit financially just so that they can get their name out there. But once they get their name out there and they have like social media or mm -hmm. other ways to like push their music, they don't want to stay on this nasty yeah. ass tour. So I think it was like, one, people were growing out of it. Two, people were just like finding out about all the nasty mm -hmm. shit that was happening, allegedly. And three, people just didn't want to fucking go on it if mm -hmm. they knew that people who were accused of things were going to be there as well. And you can't really get mad about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And honestly, like, I, I wouldn't want to be associated with a lot of these people either if I was in a band. Like, Same. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be mad at them for that. They also have a brand they have to protect. And if they don't want to be on the same tour as fucking blood on the dance floor, <laughs> that's fine. And he just chalks it up to, we have to respect people's artists. We don't have to like them. And it's like, no, like, there's certain shit that you have to draw a line at. There has to be a line drawn somewhere. So, yeah. Um, I think that's enough on Warped Tour. Um, because we can go on and on and on about work tour, but, um, there are other things that we should get into. We could go on and on about it and talk about it exhaustively. Mm -hmm. And this episode was actually just going to be a bunch of allegations, but if you want to talk about work tour in general and like Kevin Lyman in general, we could go on and on and on forever. <laughs> there are so many out there. One of the ones that we haven't covered that mm -hmm. I do want to get on to before we finish though is Austin Carlisle. Yes. <laughs> because yes. we so if you don't know, Austin Carlisle is a is the former vocalist of, of Mice and Men. Mm -hmm. And he was good. Yeah, he, he was, was like, really good. He was like one of the best like hardcore screamers. Mm -hmm. I think. Like I you can't lie about that. He was. Yeah, he was great. He was, he was amazing. Yeah. He was he was good. And he um is saved. Yes, so he's a he new man. He got baptized in Costa Rica after he quit the band. And um he's a youth pastor now. Yes. I shouldn't laugh at that. But we sat down together and we watched a one hour long um talk that he had to the children. Um, talking about his life and well, he was mostly flexing his connections. Yeah. Yo, he started freestyling at one yeah. point, and I was like, <laughs> I would buy his Christian album. I really would if he didn't have the allegations that he has that we're going to talk about. But <clears throat> he was he went crazy, bro. I was like, <laughs> I always say that 
people who are that talented, they're never right in the head. Mm-hmm. Never. He I was agree. talking about how he, because if you if you don't know, um, he has this thing called Marfan syndrome, so it makes mm-hmm. him very lanky. It affects organs. He was very sick as a child, so he got bullied and yada yada yada. We all got bullied. Who cares? Um, <laughs> but he did have a series of um like heart issues. He had to get like a heart transplant. And, like spinal leaks. Spinal leaks. Yeah, he kept talking about that. Like, ooh. Um, but he had a lot of complications and he felt like it was God telling him to turn back to Jesus and give his life back, which is cute. Um, I think it was just God telling him to go to the doctor and take care of his body and stop doing Mm -hmm. drugs and drinking every day, but neither here nor there. Um, (laughs) so he talks about like, it was really good to like, here because he talks about like his life story and yeah and his addiction and his addictions i didn't know he had these addictions neither did i um but at one point i think the best part of the whole thing he talks about how he met his wife oh yeah oh yeah that that was really good i was losing my mind watching that shit so he had to go to the hospital and at some point he's in his hospital gown and he's sitting outside by the fountain no he's standing with crutches with crutches oh yeah i forgot with crutches (laughs) with his booty out what's his i swear i know his booty was out cheeks out in the wind that dress was flying in the wind booty out i don't like he i believe the booty was out do you think it was yes definitely definitely the strings were on high too i know they were (laughs) It was just a, it was just a smock, you know, the ones you wear for art class. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, his wife walks in, and he just—it was love at first sight, and mm-hmm. she's like, he falls in love with her. She's amazing. I'm standing out by the fountain in a little blue dress, hospital gown, with two crutches, and right by the fountain walks this woman that looks like a mix of Alicia Keys. Lisa Left Eye Lopez, oh, every girl, all my dream girls growing up ever combined into one, start, walks by the fountain in normal people clothes, and I'm floored. And I, we walk up to each other, and I give a, hi. <laughs> I had all the confidence in the world before. I'd been single for two and two years alone. I didn't nothing i want nothing to hinder my walk with god within the first five minutes of talking she's a christian she loves god she loves jesus she wants to know jesus more um it's how he describes her she didn't know that he he that she was black no not at all like i didn't even expect it but he was like oh she looked like alicia keys and all of this and i was like what lopez yeah and all the girls I dreamed of growing up. Here I am thinking that like they don't like black girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they love us. <laughs> they love us. So um, he was like the girl of my dreams walked in and I loved her. And she reminded me of Alicia Keys and Left Eye Lopez. And all the girls I grew up having crushes on. It was her. She was beautiful. My and jaw was like- on the floor. <laughs> 
it was so bizarre. The whole thing was bizarre, and we have to put that in the in the. <laughs> we have to put that in the notes too. That shit has to, yeah, that shit's yeah. funny as fuck. Anyways, um, she so she like goes to his hospital by his bedside, mm-hmm. and like they she like takes care of him, drives him to the funeral. Mm-hmm. His he, friend's like, funeral, like like on the same day or funeral. something. Yeah, on the same day he got out of um, the hospital. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have anywhere to stay. Remember, I was saying it's kind of like where do teachers go after school? I wonder yes. if guys go after four. And yes. he was saying that he had all his stuff in like a public um, storage. Storage, yeah. Because he didn't have a house because he was always on tour. Which is crazy to me. I, so I, was I like, told you, I told you they're homeless. Or something. I told you they're they homeless, are, or they, they live with homeless. their mom. They, they have to be homeless. So they got all this stuff there, and I guess when he went to Costa Rica, he was off the grid, and mm-hmm. it sounded to me like he wasn't paying the. No, he wasn't. He wasn't paying. He wasn't. The fees. He wasn't paying, and they auctioned off his storage. They auctioned off his storage. So all his his comic book collection, his mom's ashes. No. They auctioned off everything. So he had nothing. And he was like, like he crying. said his father his father he was crying. And yeah, he had nothing. Like they auctioned off his mom's ashes. Mm-hmm. They auctioned off his comic book collection. Collection, his his like sponsorship stuff for like shoes. His clothes. awards. Mm-hmm. His music awards, everything. Um and he said he was crying and sobbing. And his father, who was also a pastor, came to him and said, well, son, didn't you ask God for a new wife? And he perked up and said, yes, I did, dad. So the reason I bring this up was because he was he came out the hospital to nothing. He didn't have a house to stay in. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a car to go anywhere. And his wife was also turning her life over to Jesus. Yeah. So he needed somewhere to stay and he was with this girl and they knew that they couldn't be under the same roof without being married yeah and they waited on late. they waited for marriage for everything except for making out as he said <laughs> god oh like <laughs> so they waited for marriage and after one week they got married one week everybody and then afterwards they had a baby his baby's beautiful their baby's beautiful like they're a beautiful they're a handsome couple um but yeah this is the whole thing was so odd it was so bizarre um sorry i'm still not over him freestyling (laughs) he went hard he went crazy i was like oh my god he's still in there somewhere he still got it he still got it. Oh, I also want to talk about how he was like he went to he like gra- the way he he had like a Janet Jackson mic, so he, mm-hmm. he didn't have to hold a mic, and he was like he started like screaming like pretending yeah, to play and, guitar, oh and God, I was like, and everything. I was like, oh, I remember what was happening. Like I listened to Mice and Men after like mm-hmm. ten years, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, oh wait. He's he's literally like one of the best screamers. It was he crazy. is crazy because he, he he said I was overlooking that cemetery and I put my pen down and said I quit and then I went on tour. <laughs> my nose got broken by a bully, violently bullied. I wrote about it 
These are the hardest four years of my life. They walk right by me, heads turned with closed eyes. They don't even see me. At night in my house, I'm still all alone. This is not a home. They don't even see me. Sing about it. Got it out. Wait, can I, can I mention how he was at that wedding with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox? And, and like he said, the Machine Gun and Kelly. And Ryan Sheckler, right? Yeah. And Ryan Sheckler's like Christian now. And, but like he was like everybody oh, yeah. saved he was like oh yeah because when machine gun kelly he was like he was like you're still the same ac but you're you're a different ac now and i was like okay but anyway this is article um from bland goat it was released on june 9 2020 and it's titled at austin carlisle ex of mice and men allegations resurface um Specifically saying that um, Caitlin Stifler took to Facebook to assail a turn of the press for allegedly burying a story several years ago that featured a handful of women claiming to have been raped or sexually assaulted by Austin Carlisle. <clears throat> and I remember when this happened, like I found out that same day. Yeah, I remember when it happened. I saw the too. article and everything, and it was crazy. But, um, yeah, because he got baptized right before. Yes, this. yes, yes. And I remember when he got baptized. I think at this time, like, me and you had lost contact. Uh huh, yeah. But, like, you would have been the first person I called. Same, <laughs> same. Because, uh, like, after, after this, like, I think it was either before or after this stuff came out, he, like, disappeared off the internet. Yeah. And then he researched in Costa Rica with his wife and everything. Like he ran. That boy yeah, he ran. Did. He did. Um, but uh, Stifler said, and I quote, Dear Alternative Press, remember when over 15 girls shared their stories with you about this serial rapist? Because I do. I was one of them. Now you want to not only share his nonsense, yeah, because he released like a, a like he responded to the allegations. Like all yeah. press buried the victim stories, but then they they released Austin's whatever he said, his response um, to it. I'm gonna look up his response while you're reading. This. Okay, so he's she says, now you you want to not only share his nonsense, but you want to put his name next to Jesus? No, just no. It's not okay. The alternative community has followed you for years. I followed your story so closely all through through high school and watched my artist friends be featured by your magazine. To be contacted by you to share my story in hopes that it wouldn't keep happening to, to other girls felt like a dream. Finally, there was something I could do. Considering I was told by law enforcement that there was nothing else I could I could hope for n with no physical evidence, I never thought anyone would believe me or take this seriously. Then there was your magazine asking us to share. He not only raped girls, probably more than anyone even knows about, he was a predator seeking out underage girls by using his position in the music industry to do so. He threatened you with lawsuits and you backed down. I get it. Who would want to be involved in that when you could just not? That was your choice, a choice none of us had. We can't just let it go and forget. I, for one, had hoped that you would at the very least stop featuring him. Guess I was wrong to hope that. He needs, he needs canceled. Get him out of these kids' faces who believe he's a good person deserving recognition. Hashtag Hansel Austin Carlisle. Hashtag Austin Carlisle. And like her husband also responded, um, talking about how there was a huge amount of women who were raped by Austin and how they were 
they were interviewed by all press yeah and uh-huh, so as he responded to this um mm-hmm. loudwire has his response i can't find it directly um mm-hmm. But this was posted by Joe DeVita on June 18, 2020. And in the quote, Austin basically talks about how he was saved and shit and how he would never do those things. But I'll read it directly to you mm-hmm. because what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> in my younger years, I was absolutely not the best person, but I have never physically abused, preyed upon, forced myself upon or drugged any woman. These accusations are false and defamatory. I'm not a perfect person. I smoked marijuana daily, drank often, got into fights and got into fights and acted like a jerk more times than I can count. I did things and acting in ways that I am not proud of, but never have I violated anyone. These quote unquote accusations being thrown around on social media in our current, quote, cancel culture, unquote, climate, are extremely heinous and completely without merit. My wife is a molestation and rape survivor. Most women are. Yep. And I have personally seen the deep, long-standing pain that she battles with every day. I have spent years surrendering my flesh over to God, allowing him to constantly improve who I am as a man husband father during this past week I have had the joy of seeing the heartbeat of my new child for the very first time today I'm focused on supporting my pregnant wife our daughter and this new blessing in our lives my health my wife's health and striving to be a better person every day these accusations have been investigated by appropriate authorities as well as independent journalists and were determined to be unfounded. I apologize to the Marfan Foundation. I am second, my former bandmates, and any of our dedicated fans who have been unjustly brought into this controversy and wish them all nothing but the best. All women deserve to feel safe, supported, and heard. But these unjust attacks upon my family and accusations against me are decades-old claims and that are unfounded. And um, Advice of Men posted this directly to their um, ex or Twitter account. Yesterday, we heard for the first time of an alleged article that was written and apparently subsequently shelved regarding a former member of our band. This individual had not been a member of Advice of Men for almost four years, and neither the band nor the team around us has had any part in suppressing any such article. We absolutely condemn sexual violence and harassment in any form. Um, Aaron, Allen, Tino, and Phil. It's so funny. They kicked Shaylee out. Shaylee is amazing singer. Oh my god. That was like the formula. And I keep telling people, there has to be something wrong with you. You can't be, like, for you to have exceptional music talent like that Mm -hmm. there has to be something wrong like you have to sell a part of your soul to the devil but or as Austin Carlisle's trying to give his life back to God but there has to be something wrong like Mm -hmm. you have to they kick Shaylee off for being an alcoholic like okay maybe other things I'm sorry I'm sorry but but the Shaylee video that he released like his response that, that whole era was hilarious 
It was crazy. And then, he, then he started his own band and everything, but I digress. Go on. It didn't go off. Like, it, no. it never took off. But I think it's, like, crazy to even think about. Like, I saved people piss me off. Same. Saved Same. people piss me off because they do it out of guilt. Mm-hmm. They do it out yes. of guilt. Yes. Like, they probably came from a religious family. They decided they didn't believe in it for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And then they decided to turn back to God. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just crazy because there has to be a reason you want to turn back to God. Like, you know, you're going to hell. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're going to hell and you want to have all your bases covered. I don't trust safe people because, like, they're I, hypocrites. Yeah, they're hypocrites, the biggest hypocrites. Mm-hmm. And I grew up like Christian, kind of Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't necessarily agree with all of it. I always say I believe in God, but I don't believe Mm -hmm. in the church. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it just comes from the hypocrisy. And people like changing the message based off of what they want to believe. Mm -hmm. But I think that everybody has their own spiritual journey. And Mm -hmm. whatever they choose to believe in, that's what it is. But I don't. I don't necessarily feel like I need to turn my life over to Jesus. Like I've gotten more spiritual as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. but I haven't had the need to like pray my life away and run away yeah. to Costa Rica and live <laughs> off the land and give all my, my earthly possessions up to the Lord. Like, no, like there's a reason you feel that way. Mm-hmm. And Maybe he's prayed and hard and long enough to like turn his life around. Like maybe I personally don't believe that people change, but some people do. And maybe he's repented and feels really bad and is in denial. Or maybe those things actually didn't happen. But you know, for damn sure, I wouldn't let my kids around that person. Because there's a chance that that could be true. And I think also like of mice and men, they I'm pretty sure they went through hell with Austin's ass. Yes. Yeah. Pretty sure they went through hell. Yeah. There are videos that I can't find now, but I know for sure it happened. I remember seeing those videos every day of him on stage at Warp Tour being like, This one for my fucking next wife. Fuck you. Fuck oh yeah. Yeah. He yeah, had all these like fourteen year old girls putting yeah. up their middle finger to his ex wife. Yeah. not mention his ex-wife at all in this sermon okay yeah he did not no he did not not. but apparently like she cheated on him and like Mm -hmm. okay people cheat like fuck fuck that but that doesn't mean you have to like turn millions of Mm -hmm. little girls against Mm -hmm. her (laughs) but yeah he he lived a crazy life and he brought a lot of controversy to them and on his end he's like i just gave my life over to jesus like I we joke and say we like buy his album and he still got it. Like mm-hmm. yes, he can still he can still scream. He's still musically talented. 
a lot of people are musically talented and people know they can market off of it and that's Mm -hmm. why they turn a blind eye to that shit and it's not okay it's not so it kind of sucks that they they always say never meet your idols yeah they were never meet your idols don't get that band tattoo. Don't thinking about it. Don't get don't, it. Don't get those lyrics either. Don't, don't do it. Don't get those lyrics. Don't do it. I have a band tattoo and it's not that bad, but what is it? It's unlost. It's a man. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, um, I know. I know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, don't do it. Don't get that tattoo. Get a tattoo of something else. <laughs> um. <laughs> because you never know. But mm. yeah. Um. He's baptized. He's saved, and God has forgiven his sins. Um, and on that note, we're going to get to final thoughts. How do you feel? How are you feeling? Do you feel the warmth of Jesus? Do you feel the cover of God? Every day, daily, I do. <laughs> when, I mean, Satan, when Satan's coop arrives, <laughs> will you find a church and visit it? No, I will not. Uh, <laughs> I think that, like... <laughs> you I think that... <laughs> I don't think people like him can be forgiven. And if God does forgive a man who allegedly raped over 15 women, 20 women, uh, then I wouldn't want to worship that God, honestly. But I think the thing that he, one of the things he mentioned is like, if you, if you speak and believe that you, if you speak and say that you are saved and you do this, then you're saved then like that means something but your actions have to follow that and yeah. that's what it says yeah. right yeah so if he's speaking and saying he's saved and all of that but he's still denying the things that he's done mm-hmm. that's not salvation i agree I that's, agree. Not salvation. that's that's what i mean when it comes to christians like if you i've had to i went to catholic school from the mm-hmm. ages of two to 17 okay mm-hmm. and i've read the bible numerous times mm-hmm. And what I take from it is, like, if you are a good person and you follow, like, basic rules of life, like, don't cheat, don't steal, don't be a shitty person, Mm -hmm. then you're going to live a better life. But you also have to be honest with yourself and honest with the people around you. So if you're saying, I'm saved and I love Jesus, that's wonderful for you. But in order to do that, you have to admit to the things you've done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're, like, that's my thing. No, like I agree with just, you. You can't just pray and say, okay, I'm sorry, God. I'm going to heaven now, right? You have to say, like, hey, these are things I've done. And mm-hmm. I pray for repentance and forgiveness mm-hmm. every day. And I don't deserve that. That's what a real person who believes in that would say. Not, I've never done this and I love Jesus. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's no, I agree with different. you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that a lot of these bands, like, they probably don't know what happens i agree but they there's certain shit that they're like okay i can see how that mm-hmm. happened fuck mm-hmm. why did we see that you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah hi rocky rocky wants to say hi <laughs> <laughs> do you have any final thoughts i mean honestly i'll say this as someone who was raised in a christian household and who was forced to attend church i see a lot of people who um confess they actually confess their sins and as for repentance or forgiveness oh, or whatever. I, I love testimonies. That's where the yeah, tea comes too. from. Me That's too. where oh, the tea comes so from. Good. Oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> Yo. I yeah, love you... the testimonies. Because <laughs> I'm like, damn, tell me yeah. more. And they go yeah. on forever. 
Oh, they go on forever. They sure do. <laughs> but we're reason. But, but I agree with you. You have to be honest and you have to ask for forgiveness. Yeah. I mean, and if you're but... just saying, yeah, I did drugs and smoked mm-hmm. weed every day and drank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously you had an addiction. But what did you do while you had that addiction? Yeah. Probably, you know what it is? You know what's fucked yeah. up? He was probably on so many drugs. What my theory is, is like mm-hmm. he's probably on so many drugs that he doesn't even remember it. You know what? Probably. You know probably. what I'm saying? Like he was probably yeah. so fucked up because there are people I know who were on certain shit mm-hmm. and they don't remember like weeks of their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't remember so much shit. And if he was doing the shit that he was allegedly doing, mm-hmm. well, the things that he said he was doing, if you mm-hmm. were doing it that much, it yeah. could be possible that he just literally doesn't that. remember it because yeah. he was so fucked up. Mm-hmm. And that might even be worse because you shouldn't be that fucked up around children, man. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. But yeah, um, my final thoughts are what did we learn today? We learned don't fuck trust Kevin men. Lyman. Yes. Don't trust men. And I don't know why you were. I should get a tattoo that says niggas ain't shit. <laughs> Matching tattoos. Matching tattoos. <laughs> Your parents would flip. Yeah, they would. They would. My mom would be like, Are you serious? My dad would be like, My dad wouldn't even say anything. He just looked you know, at it. You know what? One time, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say this. One time I was at this this like people from church's house we call them brothers and sisters i was at yeah, a brother, and, sister's brother house, and sister yeah and um there was this pastor there who was preaching and i was like in the car because i was bored and i was texting on my phone and my parents came to the car and they said come inside and i came inside and the the pastor how she old was, were you i was like 12 the pastor okay. was praying and she was like you know what god showed me god showed me that in the future you would get a lot of tattoos and piercings and he said that if you do that, he would leave your life forever and he wouldn't protect you anymore. And they all prayed oh for me. And they were crying and crying and <laughs> saying all this stuff. And in my head, I was like, okay. Like, I, it was kind of traumatizing. I won't lie, but. That's fucked I, up. I, I am heading in that route. I don't care. Like, no, I you're think- living. You're living. It's because we're one and the same. It's me. That's what God was dreaming of. That's what she dreamt of. She dreamt of me coming into your life. Yeah, me with true. my tattoos and piercings. That's true. Uh, I came uh, into your life, and I'm going to hell, not you. You're taking the bullet for me. Oh, I would. Oh my God, you're. Maybe it's a good thing that we don't live near each other because I would. I'm such a rebel. I'm just rebellious at heart. That's what I got from my my punk face. I don't get fuck authority. I always had a problem with it. I would like your parents don't feel like you should get like tattoos and piercings. Mm-hmm. I would get us like matching nose tattoos. <laughs> no, not nose tattoos, like nose, nose piercings. Piercing. And I would just like make it like you know how there's friendship bracelets that have like mm-hmm. magnets and when you're close yes. to each other, stick together. I'd yes. like have us stick together. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I would just do all, like, a bunch of little shit to, like, piss off your parents. Ooh, they would call you the devil. Ooh, they would hate you so bad. <laughs> and you know what? Like, we're almost 30. Who cares? Mm-hmm. True. But yeah, like, religion is so crazy when you think about it. It is. Like, why traumatize this little girl? You know what happens? Um, 
if you guys don't know, um, my brother passed away a few years ago. Um, mm -hmm. It's been three years, a couple, mm -hmm. like last week made three years. Mm -hmm. um, he was very sick for a long time. And there was one time where he had like just gotten out of the hospital. And my uncle came to the house, like right after he came to, right after he came out of the hospital and he brought like his church people and they all like laid hands on him. Mind you, these people we don't know. I've never met these niggas in my life before. And they come and they lay hands on him and they start praying and weeping and quoting the Bible. And it was so uncomfortable. Cause like, and my family isn't even religious nuts. Like they're not like they're my family is the type of Christians where like they go to the club on Saturday and then go to church on Sunday. They're not like my family. They're yeah. not like your family. My family is full of like partiers and crazy people. But they're not like religious nuts. They'll like mm -hmm. go to church because they like they I think their way of thinking about God is like similar to mine. Like mm -hmm. they try to be a good person, but like they live mm -hmm. their life. But we didn't know these people. So they had this, this whole fellowship and they made tea and they like prayed on my brother and shit. And I could just like imagine being terminally ill and some random people come and pray on me. Like oh, when cool. I already know my I already know my prognosis. Like God isn't changing oh, that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember that. That was traumatic. Yeah. And that was I was older. Like I must have been like 20 like 1920 mm -hmm. it was so weird did i ever tell you about that no it was crazy <laughs> you have told me about your uncle and how you you join him sometimes like once once right. not, yeah, not once. sometimes right, once. you join him once and you didn't like it and i told you you wouldn't like it because it's strange <laughs> i couldn't say no <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but yeah that's that's really all it is but um but yeah don't what we learned today one of the other things we learned today is don't get saved don't you're get going saved. to hell if yeah. you feel like you need to get saved you're going to hell yeah <laughs> you need to you need to live a good life because if you're getting saved you know where people get saved prison agreed <laughs> you guys you're getting saved is because you did some heinous shit and you're trying to feel better about yourself don't get saved because you're gonna get saved and tell people how to live their life and that's not cool uh, Rocky's really Rocky needs to go pooty poopy. <laughs> he needs to go pee pee. Let's wrap this up. All right, all right. So, love you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, Thanks everyone. Gonna, thank you so much. Love you guys and peace don't out. turn to God. Don't turn to Jesus. Do not get saved. All right, that's that's played out, bro. We could have that relationship and right standing relationship with God is by the blood of Jesus. And he came to show everyone not to fall for the trick, the lie, the laws and keeping of these things and everything that the religious leaders had him crucified for. But that he gives us life and life more abundant. And that abundant life rocks. <laughs> How many of you guys love pizza? <laughs>